Verstappen extends lead at the top. Did Ferrari make a recovery? And Hamilton purposes his way to the podium. Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. Thanks for joining us again here on another episode of the Late Night Race Review. It's Sunday, the 19th of June. I'm Dave Jericho. She's Owen Scott, who will be assuming the role of a lawn chair for this evening. Uh, and he's Azidro Gonzalez. So on this week's episode, we'll be taking a look back at the Canadian Grand Prix, and uh, we'll have a look as well at how that has left the Drivers' and Constructors' Championship. If we get time or the interest, we'll have a look back as well on the FIA Directive to Compact porpoising and the tears that came from Mercedes as a result of that. Um, and then, as always, we will round up the show with the, the predictions game at the end and see who's uh, who's taking the lead in that one. Uh, again, a big thank you to the listeners of the cast. Keep those likes, follows and subscribes coming in. And of course, help get the word out uh, by sharing with your friends. And we have a bit of a different change this week. Scotty didn't do his homework. Uh, so... <laughs> I'll be at the wheel today, so I'm not going to lie to you. This could be uh, about as interesting as Latifi's F1 career. Um, so it's too late now, so let's uh, <laughs> let's get into it. We're here. We're stuck with it. Um, so, lads, we've literally just finished uh, watching the Canadian Grand Prix. What did we make of it? Did everyone enjoy it? Yeah, it was a and good Scotty, race. And Scotty, did you enjoy it? Oh, I loved every second of it. <laughs> And for anyone listening, Scotty hasn't seen the, the race yet, so he is literally here as garden furniture. Yeah, <laughs> I have jokes lined up just to throw in there and again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, well, let's uh, let's start with our uh, race winner and race winning team uh, with Red Bull. Um, Max Verstappen is Idro. Um, good race under pressure at the end. Um, what did you think? Did you think uh, it was a, was it a solid race from him? Did he have control the whole way through, or was uh, was it a little bit touch and go? Uh, I think uh, if there was maybe ten more laps, the situation may change. But overall, he was in charge of the race from the beginning. the The virtual safety cars and the safety car did mess up a little bit the strategy for Red Bull and for Verstappen, but I think he did very well. I think it was a very good battle between first and second all the way. Probably what half the race yeah. when the, they finally when they finally got the positions. It yeah. was very good to see this fight till the end, less than a second. And do you think if there was an extra 10, 15 laps, we'll just say hypothetically, do you think uh, signs? Because I mean, for the last ten laps, signs was only ever getting within sort of half a half a second of Verstappen. I found from watching the the racing lines, they were both taking going into the hairpin leading up to the sort of the, the the final straight there up to the chicane. Um, Max was taking a more optimal line that seemed to Carlos Sainz was sort of the line he was taking was almost losing him a tenth that wasn't allowing him to get that extra, you know, that extra distance that he needed for the DRS to, to work. So I'm just wondering, do you think if there was extra time, do you think maybe, I know Sainz would have changed it up or do you think his tires might have just gone off at that stage and we would have still been left with a, a one two finish as we saw it? Yeah, the tires, I think both of them, the, the tires were would probably not last 10 laps. And I think that was kind of why Sainz was not attacking as much because he didn't want to risk 
it's fair to finish in the second position, then crash the car. And Verstappen was playing safe, just defending and let, even though Ferrari was faster, Max was just defending. And at the same time, Sainz was thinking, I may attack and crash because the tires may not uh, last that long. Yeah. And it, but a P1 um, and, you know, opens up the gap at the, the top of the driver's table even further again. Um, but his teammate didn't fare as well uh, this weekend, uh, both from the qualifying and the race. Perez seemed to have a, a disastrous weekend. Um, I think he qualified, I think it was P13, was it? I could be, could be wrong on that, but I think it was P13 he qualified. Um, and then ends up going out with what we assume at the moment was some sort of gearbox uh, failure. Um, do you think he had the confidence or even the, the pace uh, this weekend to, to to do anything more than what he, you know, would he have got any further than sort of, you know, would he have made it to the podium basically? Or uh, do we just see him sort of uh, tailing up the back of the top 10 this weekend if he, if, uh, he didn't end up with the, the reliability issue? Uh, I think he would be able to fight uh, for the podium for sure. Mm-hmm. If if he was able to to get to that position, I mean, even Leclerc that started from the from the bottom man, managed to get the top ten. I'm pretty sure that Paris would be able to just do the same with the car. It's a shame that uh, mechanical issues forced him to to leave as early. Yeah, from- I thought we. Sorry, Dave. Oh From my that... God, the lawn chair is talking. Sorry, <laughs> you, you scared me, Scotty. Right. Sorry, sorry. I thought I'd start you both into, into yeah, a question. Jeez, so from, from, from that P13, how was Perez progressing through the race before he had his um, his reliability issue and he was out? I think he was P11 before um, before, before the, uh, the, the, the gearbox went out. Okay. Um, so yeah, I... I he, d- he didn't seem to make huge progress at the start of the race. Um, and I, that's what I was saying, as I was asking Isidro there, I wasn't expecting him to maybe make too much progress throughout the race. I just didn't think he had the confidence there in the car, maybe sort of the qualifying yesterday, maybe um, dampened the spirits a little bit. But who knows? I mean, we had a couple of virtual safety cars, a safety car. Um, it might play it in his hands to, to, to move up further. And uh, the weather during the practice and qualification was very, very different from the race day. Very true. So that would definitely help uh, Paris' outcome, I believe. Well, I mean, he was... Uh, you look, I, uh, Red Bull still still came away with points from points from Max Verstappen. Um, I guess, you know, without the, the, the double points finish, um, look, they're still in a strong place in the Constructors' Championship as well. So I don't think this is going to be the be-all and end-all. Um, but for from from a team that's in control to a team that's back chasing, who were in control but are back chasing, um, Carlos Sainz finished P two today. Um, you know, Ferrari needed him to step up to the plate uh, with his teammate Leclerc starting from the back of the grid. Um, do we think he look as much as he got P two? Do we think he stepped up enough, or was the the win on on the table for Carlos today? I think considering the 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 number of stops that the race not stops but the virtual safety cars and the safety car itself 
which forced the teams to do pit stops to change the tires. That definitely had an outcome for Sainz to to help him get the the P2. Yeah. And he definitely stepped up seeing his teammate down the grid and he managed to to do quite well. I think Clerk will definitely will try to get to the podium or at least uh, try to put some pressure on the on Hamilton and Russell that was just uh, behind uh, a few seconds, but was just uh, close enough to Sainz to put some pressure. And it's funny you should say about just when you mentioned about Leclerc as well, we put up on our uh, socials that we, we were asking when we knew that Leclerc was taken at the time we knew Leclerc was taking a 10 place grid penalty. Um, and we, we put out a question then asking who, um, who thought that Leclerc might've got onto the podium. Um, and we had 60, I think it was 63% of uh, people. So it was, it was fairly close. We, I think we had 63% um, saying that um, they saw that Leclerc would have ended up on the podium. Now, he ended up not getting got more than the 10 grade, uh, 10 place uh, grid penalty he ended up at the back of the grid but still managed to salvage a p5 so i mean that to be fair that's almost as good as being on the podium um from from a p10 as it is you know it's coming from the back of the grid so what do you make of the drive from uh, leclerc today he did uh, very well considering the, the problems he had uh, throughout the weekend. And I think there was some uh, some delay w- in one of the pit stops as well, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. That's right, And yeah. I think that cost him because he got out. Uh, he was expecting, I think he left the pit stop at the 16 behind Vettel and he had to fight his way again to the, to the point. Yeah, you're right. He got a bit unfortunate there on, um, I think it was his first pit stop um, when he came out. He came out in the DRS train, I think. Um, uh, let me just check. I think yeah, I think it was his first pit stop. You can correct me if I'm wrong there. But he, uh, yeah, he came out um, at the back of it. There was, a, there was a whole DRS train going on between Stroll, Joe, Sonoda uh, and Ricardo, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and if I remember rightly, uh, um, after a pit stop, then uh, Leclerc came out behind that, um, whereas it did look like Ferrari were maybe uh, sort of trying to uh, adjust that, um, or sorry, tr- trying to line up that pit stop um, to jump that DRS train to come out ahead of that. And like you say, he had that bit of a delay, a bit of a slow pit stop um, that seemed to drop him out then at the back of that DRS train. Um, which did him no favors at all. Yeah, I think that that moment was uh, was definitely something that it it kept Leclerc from uh, most likely fight to the to the P four or P five position or podium probably because he lost a lot of time to overtake that that big long train. And there was also then the the battle with uh, Ocon as well. I think that was before his pit stop. Um, where he was trying to get through, um, and Ocon did a did a great job, but you could tell Leclerc's tires were completely shot because although he did come over the radio that he was saying that it may have been a differential issue, I think that was around lap seventeen. He he came over the over the radio saying that he he thinks there was a, a differential issue with the car because um, you could see coming out of the corners um, there was just very little traction in comparison to the Alpine uh, up ahead. Uh, and all that was doing was burning up his tires. So he, he had uh, 
he had some bad luck with the placements of after pit stops. He had some bad luck with the issue with the car, but still managed to salvage a P5 um, and a double points finish, a strong double points finish for Ferrari, um, where, you know, Red Bull, their uh, sort of their main rival, uh, lost out on some points as well, thanks to uh, the, the gearbox failure from Sergio Perez. So, um, so from Ferrari, we have Mercedes, and we had Lewis Hamilton back on the podiums. Did anyone see that happening going in this weekend? Or never mind this weekend. Did anyone see that happening sort of even coming out of qualifying? Did they see maybe Lewis Hamilton on the podium today? Can I comment on that just before uh, on Hamilton? It's amazing how his back problem, as soon as he got himself on a podium, suddenly disappears. Um, no complaints about back issues. He's feeling great. Um, and now that that's all he needed to, to solve his back problem was a podium. Especially, I mean, when he did that double backflip out of the car, <laughs> you knew, ah, this is taking the piss. Like. <laughs> Very interesting. But no, I didn't see it for sure. I didn't see that coming after last week, especially. The double backflip or the third place? <laughs> Any of it. <laughs> yeah. You didn't see anything anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I saw the podium. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, no, it's, uh, so you, you didn't see it coming. What about you, Zidro? Did you, what were your thoughts going into to, to the race? Uh, I wasn't expecting much. I know, well, Mercedes from Baku, they definitely learned a few things, uh, but uh, I'm surprised to see Mercedes finish uh, P3 and P4. Mm. It seems that going to Silverstone in two weeks, they definitely managed to figure out the right configuration for the pilots. Mm. So, And that's, that's a good point there you made there about the right configuration, because when they ran, I think, in free practice three, um, now, it could be wrong on that. could have been free practice too, but I'll go with free practice three for now. We're, we're, we're winging it at this stage. So let's just go with that one. <laughs> um, I, I know uh, Russell and Hamilton ran two like, extremely different setups. Um, Hamilton's was an absolute disaster. Russell didn't do too much better, but um, I believe wasn't as bad. So I wonder, I, I, I think uh, during the commentary, it was uh, made reference to as well. I thought they maybe found doing that in the free practice to go in the, the two extremes with the setup, they were able to sort of uh, fine tune a nice middle ground for the cars, which, you know, going on the result that happened today, um, they, they seem to have done just that. Was there a significant uh, drop in, in the porpoising for Mercedes today? Uh, hard to say. I mean, the the pits, the straights here were not obviously as long as Baku, and we, you know, we still have that horrific porpoising, and and not just the porpoising, but the the grounding out, the bottoming of the car, uh, seared into our brains at the moment. So, so looking at uh shorter pit straights, uh, or not pit straights, but shorter straights, um. Look, I would say probably, yeah, the porpoising wasn't as much. I don't know whether that comes from anything about the the new FIA directive regulation. Um, I don't think that was being enforced this weekend. Um, so I think maybe it was purely based on setup. They've they've managed to find something that worked for them. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, P3 for, for, for Lewis, I, I, I think that will do his confidence the world of good now because he had no faith in this car. 
I mean, we only heard him yesterday um, saying that the car was terrible, you know, one of the worst he's ever driven. Now, I know that's not the first time we've heard him say that, but this seemed to be the body language and everything. He was just, he was done with it. I mean, he was, you know, one step short of just walking away, I think. Um, So I think, um, will it, yeah. So Azidro and and Scotty, what do you think? Do you think this will do his confidence, you know, going into Silverstone, especially uh, this is, that's the race he wants to be performing at. Uh, and that's our next race coming up. Do you think uh, this uh, P3 now will uh, have an effect on what we see in Silverstone? Yeah, definitely. I, I'll see. Uh, I'll be surprised if Hamilton doesn't get the podium in Silverstone. If Mercedes keep keep up the configuration that they that they have now, that seems to be working for Hamilton. It's been working for Russell. So I'll be surprised if Mercedes doesn't get uh, very good. Uh, very good points in Silverstone mm. and especially Hamilton in the podium. And he's definitely some, happier uh, now. Perhaps what? some foreshadowing there from your uh, for your predictions later on, Isidro, maybe no? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Threw the cards out too early. Um, and what about you, uh, Scotty? What are you thinking? Uh, do you think that's uh, good confidence for him now going into Silverstone or you think there's still, there could be issues just cropping up with this car again and we're back to you know, all, all season we've been like thinking Mercedes have made progress. Then we get to the next race and all of a sudden they're porpoising or the car is a handful to drive. So do we see they've made, uh, found a, a nice configuration setup and a bit of confidence from Lewis going into Silverstone? For for this for this week anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. It's been too inconsistent from, from Mercedes all season long. I, I, I see problems cropping up again. This car isn't fixed. There's no way this car is fixed. No, oh, absolutely not. Um, so, I mean, you can't help but take confidence from a podium. Um, but at the same time, I don't have faith that they... I don't have faith that he'll get a podium at Silverstone and, and that, the, that the car will be in any way uh, fixed for next week. Yeah. And uh, and then on to Mr. Consistency himself, P4 finish for George Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, a good drive. And uh, I mean, again, he's the only driver in the whole uh, grid who has, uh, well, I think finished every single race or has got a point finish, isn't it, in every single race. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and P4 keeps him under that P5 uh, cap that he seems to have... Uh, labeled himself with um what did you make of the race from uh, from george today scotty yeah go on sorry it, it, it went unnoticed it did, yeah. uh, the between the battles between first and second and the battles for the for the points the between the stroll uh, Ocon, uh, ricardo uh george russell race was very very good solid and it went unnoticed that he did a very good, very good race. So I imagine Silverstone, it will be a, it will be a tight battle between Hamilton and Russell. Yeah, I'm the... sure that 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 battle is uh, is approaching Mercedes, and I'm sure they are noticing that. Yeah, and they probably won't be too inclined to uh, to give any sort of team orders. Uh, in Silverstone because I mean they're both British drivers they're both going to want to win their home race and I think even if team orders does crop up I think it'll be a there'll be delayed reactions to those team orders I think (laughs) but uh, with Mr. Consistency I mean even though his drive went unnoticed um, 
he's still P4 in the driver standings. I mean, he's now only 15 points off Leclerc. So, I mean, let that sink in. We had Charles Leclerc, who we thought this is a, a, a title contender. This is a guy that's going to, you know, possibly uh, snag the title from uh, Max Verstappen. And here we have Mercedes, where all season long we're talking about how bad they are. They can't get anything right with the car, blah, 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 blah. And he's 15 points off Leclerc going into their home race in Silverstone. So take what you will from that. It, have um, you noticed how, how Russell tends to have this knack of finding himself in a position in races uh, from the start of the season where you you tend to not really notice what's going on? He's had the few flashes of, of overtaking people here or there, but he tends to find himself in these positions where he just he just does his job consistently well without really hitting anyone's radar and he's consistently getting points yeah he's and he yeah and he's doing well and he's like that he's getting uh consistent points keeping him up there in in the table so i mean long may it continue for mercedes because if they do get any sort of um stability or rely uh when I say reliability, obviously their car is reliable, but I mean reliability from a, a setup standpoint. Um, I mean, Russell's going to start scoring more points than he is. I mean, I mean, whatever about being consistent, fourth and fifth. If he if they get that car somewhat better, even ten percent, fifteen percent better than what it is, I mean, he's going to be challenging for podiums every weekend. Then at that point, just imagine for a second George Russell and Lewis Hamilton in last year's Mercedes car. Well, that's what we all hoped. That's what I hoped. You know, I mean, I'm not a big fan of uh, George Russell uh, from a personality standpoint. But really? For... I hadn't noticed that you had to think about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. I do you a favor doing an interview. But um, I uh, but I did. I, I was like, he's a phenomenal driver. So I was expecting a lot from him this year. But look, who, who foresaw um, Mercedes having the issues that they're having at the moment? But he's still showing that he's an outstanding driver uh, producing the results that he is at the moment. So let's move on from Mercedes because we spent too long, I think, every weekend or every race weekend review talking about Mercedes. So uh, let's wrap that up and move on. Uh, let's, uh, I, I want to kind of talk about Haas, um, who I know uh, they had a fantastic qualifying. Gr granted, uh, the weather maybe played into their hands a little bit. Um, but my God, what a uh, what a what a difference a day makes! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got you came back at the start of the race there, challenging uh, Lewis Hamilton, um, knocked off a little bit of his uh, front wing, um, which obviously came back to to haunt him a little bit later on, um, which then saw him drop further and further down the um, the pecking order, possibly some the the famous Haas knee jerk reaction decisions do you think uh Isidro, there was a better recovery drive possibly on for um kevin magnuson or do you think that the performance we saw yesterday was purely just weather based and they just didn't have the dry weather either setup or pace to sort of compete for a points finish even today uh i don't want to talk uh talk about bad luck but i think the for us, it was a mix, uh, a bit of both. The weather helped them, uh, but then uh, that was it. The fight at the beginning with Markson and Hamilton, it was promising, but 
uh, as soon as the Haas went to the pit stop, that was the end game mm-hmm. for them to get the points. And then Schumacher, uh, or he was doing he was doing well. I mean, we all got at least I got surprised with the P6 in the qualification. Yeah, for Mick Schumacher. And he was doing well at the beginning of the of the race. I mean, he he, he dropped two positions. He he got one up. He was he wasn't the point until the until he got out with the mechanical issues. And yeah, well, it's a pity. Uh, at least I didn't lose any money. The car didn't crash the car this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that's true. The old torpedo Two was holstered for today. <laughs> Well, let's, I mean, if we have a look at, I mean, he, he lost two places off the start. And I mean, that was no surprise. I mean, if you look at uh, Mick uh, from even the, his F2 days, he was terrible off. Like he never just had the, the start off the grid. I just, uh, he, he was always poor off um, for the starts. Um, but I still thought he had a points finish in him today. I thought the car had a points finish in it. Um but yeah, then sudden loss of power and bad luck strikes again for, for poor old Mick Schumacher. Um, and we roll on to Silverstone to see if he can pick up his first points finish. Um, so yeah, it's, it's getting there. No, this time there was no crash. So let's see if he can finish a race in Silverstone. Yeah, I mean, it can only do favors for him uh, at this point in the eyes of the team because... Obviously, a bit of faith was uh, wavering for Mick there after the crashes and poor results. But like you say, he put in a good qualifying alongside his teammate. The um, okay, he ended up dropping to eighth, but he was still holding his own in eighth uh, for until um, the issue put him out. So and going out wasn't his his fault. So um, so I, look, maybe that'll uh, stand for him uh, in, in the eyes of the team going forward. That uh, it's not an immediate uh, hit the uh, the eject button on uh, Mick Schumacher and fire him out through the canopy. Like, um, but uh, on from well, not really a disaster, I guess. But Alpine had pace, uh, but I think when I say it is not a disaster, but we were all. Hyped, do we all get really hyped too easy in Formula One? Though we, we've all got to, <laughs> if we see that hype train coming, we've all got to learn just to wave it past, like, and stop jumping on board. Um, but on board, we got uh, Alonso was P2. We all kind of bought into his, I'm gonna try and take him off the start after Max Verstappen's comments about uh, uh, the old guy on the, the grid beside him. Um, but before the race even started, Mick, uh, sorry, Martin Brundle was interviewing uh, Alonso on the grid, and he was saying that reality is we're probably looking at P6, P7. Um, so, I mean, he sort of nailed it. Um, but, again, was there more in that car? Or, I mean, with even the, the Mercedes, was there a chance of even being up a little bit more with them? Or do we see Alonso was effectively just a bottleneck when he was up front? Yeah, I, I think Alonso got uh, a bit lucky with the P2. He was never, once the race started, we could see that he was never be able to to keep that position. I mean, Hamilton was just, was Sainz was just there. Hamilton was just there. Russell, all cars faster than him. So it was just a matter of time 
but uh, now Bean did manage well. I mean, they 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 finished five and six in this uh, this weekend, and that's that's a very good finish in my book for Alpine. Six and seven. They finished six and seven, not yeah. five and six. Sorry, Zebra. Oh, Don't look too sorry. confused. The, the lawn chair has just spoken and agreed with me. Yeah. That's because I've got the, the results are here beside All me. Right. So I think I have to hold on to. Um, all right. Well, we'll just we'll do a quick roundup. I mean, Alfa Romeo, um, not a bad finish. Double points finish, Bottas and uh, Joe Guan Yu. Um, I mean, Joe Guan Yu got into uh, Q3 for the first time. Uh, this season uh, and a point and finished the race then with a points with points uh, for P8 for Bottas, P9 for, for Joe. Um, solid, much to say about Alpha's race this, this weekend, Zidro? Or they had a solid performance, I have to say, considering the well, what they're driving. And I'm especially surprised for Zoo to finish with the with points, but overall, it was just uh. A solid, I think it was expected to to see them there. Alfa Romeo, I think it's slowly finding his uh, his bear his bear around his bearings. Yeah, around the uh, around the races, but uh, I, I think it's a bit too late for them to to. Well, they will fight for the mid position in the constructor, but they'll That'll keep getting points. Well, and then also, um, I don't want to go down through all the teams because, I mean, the likes of uh, look, Williams, sort of a non-event. I mean, look, Joe, or um, sorry, uh, Alpha Terry. We obviously we had Sunoda, who was sort of a, instrumental to to the race in some ways with his with the red flag. Uh, McLaren again, sort of uh, a non non-event for them really especially for Daniel Carmi he got P11 but a bit of a non-event for him he got stuck in a DRS train for pretty much 80% of the race um, yeah, but on McLaren I think they mess up I think Ricardo could have finished in top 10 if it wasn't for the McLaren team the that pit stop that he got mm-hmm. delayed they they put the wrong tires they switched to the left and the right or something like that and that cost a lot of seconds to Daniel Ricardo was that and was yeah. uh, correct me if I'm wrong now because I, I don't quite remember on that one no I know it was I know they double stacked but I thought for some reason I had in my head they double stacked but they had Norris was the one that came in second for the in the stack and they yep. didn't have the tires ready for him it was Norris yeah so yeah, I you... Norris was first and then Ricardo was just waiting um, uh, I'm not going to swear. To, hang on a second. I have my notes here. That's Ooh. yeah, race notes. <laughs> Ted Kravitz ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, actually, he probably does because they they probably make a little bit more sense than my notes spent here. <laughs> I have literally lap by lap that I have to go through. Um, let me see what's uh what roughly what, what lap was that on uh, that pit stop. I, I don't have I don't I don't I don't put numbers. That's all right. That's all right. I don't um, use numbers to count. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need numbers in this place. <laughs> Where we're uh, going, we don't need numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Let me just have have a have a quick hit. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh, so we had. Uh, all right. Here we go. We found it. We found it. Yeah. <laughs> 
right. <laughs> All right. So it was lap 20. Good Lord. My mic's falling down as well. So it was lap 20. Um, it was uh, Schumacher went out with the lost power, the virtual safety car. And then Norris um, had a, they, they stacked Norris and uh, Ricardo, but it was, yeah, it was Ricardo that came in first. Norris was the the stacked driver and uh, yeah they didn't have the tires ready i think they put on the wrong tire first they, they put on one hard tire i think on the front left and then yeah. he came back out on medium tires by the time the the whole kerfuffle was finished in the in in the pit stop um plus as well on top of uh, norris's uh, woes i believe um they were they reckoned that they were down by possibly three tenths due to the uh, using the old engine so they reckon they were down on power, but that was causing uh, about a three tenths per lap loss. So there you go. <laughs> not, not a lot happening for uh, for Norris today. He was non-existent, as far as I can see. You were non-existent today. <laughs> well, me, me and Norris were hanging out together. <laughs> Apparently, you were yeah. third in the stack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Norris. Norris. Uh, I'm happy that Norris didn't quit. Yeah, it was. It's a bit. Uh, it's a bit disappointing that you know that you are racing, but you are still losing power, uh, lap after lap. Yeah, but uh, he managed to to get there to the end. Yeah, he did, and uh, still managed to finish in front of Latifi. Um, sorry about that. Had to get that jab in. But let's finish <laughs> up on Aston Martin. Uh, Lance Stroll got uh, a points finish. Um. Cue the internet applause. Yeah. Well done, lads. Yeah, fair play. Um, well. What's that? Home race as well. Home race. Yeah, it was nice to see him get a points finish. I mean, he's. I, I think he's. Got, last year, I, I, I'll be honest, I thought it was daddy's money what, what kept him in the sport. But I think he is turning into a decent driver. Um, I don't think he'll ever be a world champion. But um, even if you put him in a better car, I think he'd be a number two to a world champion. I know it's a horrible thing to say for an F1 driver, <laughs> yeah. but um, it, it was as much as I think Aston Martin were going to do. I mean, they had the potential in the qualifying to do well. I think I think um, Sebastian Vettel was thinking they were going to be right up in the front two, you know, row two, row three in qualifying. They got the pressure, uh, the tire pressures wrong for the drying track, for the evolving track. And as a result, they had no sort of re rear stability then when they came out in Q1. Um, so, I mean, they, they started, um, I don't have the, the starting grid here, but I think they started 15th and 16th or something like that um, and finished 10th and 12th. So, I mean, I suppose you had ahead of them, you had performing cars, you know, you had the Alpines, they were never going to compete with them. Maybe they should have competed with the Alfa Romeos. What do you think, uh, Zidro? Do you think there was maybe more in there for Aston Martin or was that as much as they could hope for from the recovery of yesterday's mess? Yeah, I think their their battle is more between Aston. I'll say Aston Martin and Haas is probably the, the battle that they will fight and, and probably win. Aston Martin is, I think they are a bit more solid between Vettel and Stroll. I think they can manage to get points uh, and get over us. Now, if they Alfa Romeo, I think it's a bit uh, they are doing a bit better than uh, than Aston Martin. They will not get there. Yeah, 
All right, so let's uh, move on to the driver and constructor's standings. Um, I don't know who takes what, but I think I'll I'll take the the, the driver standings, and uh, uh, Scotty, you'll uh, take the constructors. Sure. All right. So no surprise, no change. Position one is still Max Verstappen, who has stretched his lead now with 175 points. Second is Sergio Perez, fall behind a bit after his DNF today, 129 points. Uh, Leclerc, recovery drive, but still only 126 points, but still three points behind uh, Perez in second. Uh, George Russell then in fourth, 111 points. Signs in fifth, 102. Sixth, Lewis Hamilton, 77. Seventh, Lando Norris on 50. Eighth, Valtteri Bottas on 44. Ninth is Esteban Ocon on 39 points. Tenth is Fernando Alonso on 22. Eleventh, Pierre Gasly on 16th, or 16 points, should I say. Twelfth uh, is Kevin Magnussen on 15 points. Thirteenth is Daniel Ricciardo on also 15 points. Fourteenth, Sebastian Vettel on 13 points. Fifteenth, uh, we have Yuki Tsunoda on 11 points. Sixteenth, Joe Guan Yu, three points. Seventeenth, Alex Albon on three points. Eighteenth, uh, Lance Stroll on three points. Nineteenth, uh, Cora McSchumacher still on near Nilpois and still the reigning <laughs> yeah. champion in 20th, Nico Hulkenberg on Nico. zero points, which can only mean bringing up the tail on in 21 <laughs> is Latifi on Nilpois. <laughs> The soon-to-be bin lorry driver somewhere in Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mr. Latifi. All, All right, right, Scotty, give us the constructors. All right, here we go. Not much movement in the constructors this week. Uh, in number one with a bullet on three or four points, Red Bull Racing. Imagine if I said Williams there. <laughs> Williams <laughs> Racing, number one. Uh, Red Bull up the top in number one. Ferrari, number two with 228. Uh, Mercedes just behind them there on 188. 100 points in the difference. Number four, McLaren, which I'm surprised to see up there. Um, they're still gathering points. Uh, 65 points they're on in fourth. Alpine just behind uh, in fifth with 61 points. Alfa Romeo in sixth with 47. Alfa Tauri with 27 points uh, in seventh. Number eight, Aston Martin with 16 points. Haas F1 team in ninth with 15. And coming up in the rear, <laughs> Williams with three points. Or should I say Alex Alban with three points? Lovely, lovely, lovely. All right, everybody, let's get stuck in to the predictions game. Let's see what our, our score so far. We have myself on four points. Scotty, you have been uh, you've been gaining slowly but surely on three points there. On. And Azidro on one point. Not bad, not bad. I think yeah, Azidro was uh, you got uh, the one point. Oh no, it was the your second race in you got the point. So yeah. uh, not too bad, not too bad. All right, so we'll take it in order. I'll give my top three. Scotty give his, Azidro his, and then we'll see uh, who came closest to the predictions, which I think uh, not going to be me. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I had my top three for Canada was Leclerc to take the win. Clearly did not happen. Perez to come second. And Sainz to come third. So that is, uh, hang on a second, let me just put the, the goose eggs beside every single one of my uh, <laughs> predictions. And Scotty, give me your top three for Canada. Okay, my top three was Max Verstappen in yep. one, 
Yes. Which gives me a point. Woo. Um, Sergio Perez, uh, number two, which did not happen. And George Russell. Ah, I was so unlucky with this one. Uh, there was a point when I, I, I was kind of checking um, the app and I saw Russell and Hamilton quite close together. I was like, oh, this could happen. You but came close. You came <laughs> yeah. very close. But so, uh, um, zero points nil. there. Yeah. 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 All right, Isidro, hit me. Uh, I got Perez first. It oh. happened. First up and second, didn't oh. happen. Third, third, didn't happen. Bah, 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 bah. I'm quietly confident. I'm quietly confident here. All right. So the the L flops. Ah, I just, I saw it happening, but it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I went with Verstappen DNF. I just thought he was going to get Wrong put under Bull. pressure. He was going to, and I thought when I saw signs chasing him down, I thought this is the moment now. This is where he's going to be struggling to, to uh, to defend from signs and he's going to put it in the wall of champions and it did not happen so that's my justification and that's my goose egg thank you moving on scotty so to be clear you said dnf you didn't necessarily did you say crash dnf uh i was gonna say DNF? a crash dnf but i think I, I thought i didn't need to justify it because if verstappen yeah. didn't finish i thought that was going to be a flop enough so yeah but... and when when you saw that uh perez went out with some sort of a failure yeah, was I thought that... there could have been an engine failure for. Yeah, but but as the race went on, I was kind of I could see there was just that they didn't even see any sort of issue yeah. with Max. So too strong. All right, what did you have? Who was your flop? My flippity flop was Hamilton. I couldn't have been more wrong about this. Jesus, no. first podium um, of the season. Yeah, bottom half and five moans, and there was no moans, and he came third. So that was. Was there no moans? I, I honest, I don't remember call every radio call, but well, you don't know. <laughs> I did, yeah, I'm gonna say I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> um. All right, and ah, uh, oh, Isidro, go on, give me your flop. Oh, Lando Norris DNF. So close. Yeah. With the engine issues as well, that was. You that kept was going like a little uh, Duracell bunny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't quit, so he did finish the race. So yeah. that's a big zero for me. Yeah, a zero on all flop accounts. All right, so the surprise I had this week was Mick Schumacher. <laughs> He's exhausting me like this day. <laughs> you must zero. have been very excited yesterday, in fairness. I'll be honest, I still knew he was bad off the start, so I thought he had work to do, but yeah, I thought he might have done it, but goose egg. Yeah. Is he uh, or Scotty? Albon top 10 was my surprise. Didn't happen. I think he was 13th in the end, was he? He came, I think it was. He was close quick, enough. Let me have a quick check of the results here. He did come 13th. You were right. Yeah. So not too far off, but zero points because he wasn't yeah. in the top 10. And Isidro. I had Daniel Ricardo. P8, you nailed P8. it on. <laughs> and my current pit stop team, they, they screw up my prediction. <laughs> I um, I can't help but see now that that now brings us yes, tight. That means Dave Jericho <laughs> on four. The garden furniture is also on four, <laughs> Owen Scott. Long and Isidro stays chair. on one. Four, four, one. So, uh, <laughs> right, let's get Amazing. on to Silverstone. Let's see now. Um, all right, I have, let me give my top three now for Silverstone. Okay. Type it in here as we go. Actually, let me sit up in my chair here to make it a little bit more easier. Uh, all right, so I've got Leclerc, 
to win. I think he's going to be maybe a little bit more eager to take the win uh, in the next race. Verstappen, second. And my P3, I went back and forward on this a few times, actually more than a few times, but I have settled on Lewis Hamilton. Ooh. Yeah, I, I had toyed up before the, the <laughs> Grand Prix started. I was toying up between Russell and Hamilton fighting for that third place. Yeah, And I just think if it comes down to the drivers going neck and neck at it for too long in the race, I think the team will issue team orders. And as Hamilton is the golden child in there, he will um, get uh, precedence. So, um, yeah, I went with Hamilton. Now, was this the race last year where George Russell found out he was going to be driving for Mercedes? That is the one. Yeah, so this is kind of an anniversary for for George Russell. I think um, I think I don't want to see him up there. Uh, yeah, I see him in fourth, but <laughs> I just decided that wasn't. <laughs> we shall see. Well, in saying that, I don't have him in my top three. Here's my top three. Um, to I me. have Verstappen in one, Leclerc Ooh. in two, and Sainz in three. Verstappen, Leclerc, Sainz. Okay. And uh, yeah, I don't think there's, you don't need to justify that decision. I mean, it's pretty self explanatory. No. Um, all right, Isidro, who have you gone with? I'm going your first with place? Uh, Max Verstappen first, Carl Sainz second, and Sainz. Lewis Hamilton third. Oh, both of you bringing in Hamilton. All righty. You're like Sky Sports, the pair of you, fanboy in a way. <laughs> All right, my flop um, is going to be Lando Norris, and I will go DNF. Scotty? Um, okay, my flop, I'll go my flop, yeah. Uh, Perez DNF engine. Jesus, did you call that before or after today's race? Um, Not that it really matters. In just the- after, I think. All right. Yeah. Isidro, who have you gone with as your flop? Bottas outside top 10. Yeah. Did you get that? That's a flop. He's usually consistent. Yeah, no, he's been consistently inside the top 10, hasn't he? In recent weeks. Yeah, I think I'll allow it. It's a safe one. I mean, it's Mm. a safe, like, I mean... Yeah, <laughs> you're 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 on the edge there on that one, Isidro. But I think it's it's, it's safe and we'll, we'll allow that. Um, yeah. All right, I'm going fucking third time lucky on my surprise. <laughs> <Not again. laughs> fucking Mick Schumacher. Oh and my god! I don't know why I'm doing it because this Lenny fucking Lenny. track is not going to suit Haas <laughs> at all. But I have to. I've 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 stuck with him two races in a row. If it doesn't work out this week or at uh, Silverstone. Um, then I'll move on. <laughs> God. All right, who have you got as your surprise, uh, Scotty? I am going to say Lando Norris, P6 finish. I'm going high. Now, you've locked I... that in. I have typed it into the unchangeable Google Excel sheet. No, it's there. No, I want it in there. I want it in there. It's locked in. So I, you do realize they're probably going to take an engine change for Silverstone. I did not realize that, but I'm still okay. going to go P6 finish. So they went with an old engine for today, and they were three tenths down. There is no way they're going to use that engine going in. Now, I don't know whether they have a, a power unit available. So they may have a power unit available, that won't, an internal combustion engine um, available uh, that won't require a grid penalty. But I'm So I'm not 100% sure. I don't keep tabs on all the 
the component changes. But mm. I've a sneaky suspicion that they put the old engine in because they didn't want to take a grid penalty in Canada. So there's no way they're leaving that engine in for Silverstone. No way. Well, you're, you're talking to the man who predicted that Latifi was going to have a top 10 finish um, at one stage. So I like bold predictions. I, I, I see this happening. Regardless. Well, the good thing is this has been recorded, and I, I, I've stated my case here. And if it, <laughs> if you come out right, you can clip up what I've just said and going to go. There you go, Dave. You know shit. <laughs> you know nothing of F one. Epic. Um, Epic. All right, Isidro, who have you got there for your surprise? Esteban Ocon, B six. Yeah. You, you. I can. Can, can you can we give him that? We gave him Bottas top ten as a flop. <laughs> Hang on, that's outside top ten, sorry, as a flop. That's oh, kind of safe P6. again. That's safe. I mean, you've got. Let me see here. You've got two Ferraris, two Red Bull, and you got the Mercedes who will do well. Outside of that, who are Alpine <laughs> really fighting with? They've probably improved their car the most in terms of straight line speed. Like Silverstone is a really fast track. I'd say P six for Ocon. Is probably a fairly safe call. Okay, yeah. so Zo, B nine. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's a bit better. Who did you go with? Joe. So, Joe. Oh holy shit! You... Okay, that's a surprise. Now there yeah, you go, Zo. Yeah, now yeah. you're fucking. In, now you're fucking. <laughs> now you're Motron. Now you're Motron. <laughs> did he? You have two, uh, two Joking. Alfa Romeos in your surprise and your flap. That's interesting. Like, that is interesting. That's the first time this season that's happened. That will be one for the history books. <laughs> that no one will ever read. <laughs> I, I, I gave up. I gave up betting on uh, on Bottas. He just let me down too many times. You're right. Is he or Scotty? Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. No. Not a not a chance. I'm not touching him again. All right. So on that slightly molestation note, not forgetting it, Scotty <laughs> of. Uh, Scotty uh, touching uh, Isidro or touching. <laughs> don't end there! Don't end there! <laughs> touching Isidro, uh, no touching Valtteri Bottas on the uh, on his uh, garden furniture. Uh, that's it for this week's episode. In a slightly rocky fashion, we'll be back next week for uh, an episode of the Pit Crew, uh, and then uh, we'll be lining up for Silverstone the week after. Uh, so as always, if you want to get in touch with your own questions, comments, or corrections, or reporting Scotty for touching Valtteri Bottas, send them on to <laughs> feedback at latenightracereview.com or anywhere you find us on social media. Until next week. <laughs>